Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Lots to talk about this morning. And uh, as you can imagine, a lot of that centres around the Prime Minister, of course. Uh, he is uh, battling on many, many different fronts this morning. Uh, let's uh, introduce uh, my guest this morning, uh, Dave Chorner, joining me in the studio. And um, Dave, um, it's difficult. I've got to be honest with you. Someone, you know, ostensibly finishing work at 10 o'clock. I spend an awful lot of my day uh, keeping up on the news and it's absolutely extraordinary how many different aspects to all the different pressures and stories that are, are, are coming through pretty much every single moment. Um, we've had all the fuss over the Christmas parties um, and, um, and I have to say, I mean, that plot is thickening every single day as more and more senior people are, appear to have been at these parties and more and more parties. And as we were saying on the show yesterday, it would be easier and quicker if Number 10 just told us when there wasn't a party in November, December 2020 <laughs> and we could narrow it down that way. But this latest issue over the Electoral Commission, this emerged just before I left my show yesterday. Electoral Commission fined the Conservative Party almost £18,000 uh, over uh, their um, basically their registration of the funds that were given by a Tory party donor to the party, which basically ended up going straight to Boris Johnson to pay for the refurbishment of the number 11 flat where he lives with Carrie Johnson and uh, his son, and now, of course, his newborn baby daughter. Congratulations on that front to Boris and Carrie. Uh, but um, they, basically, they did didn't register it as they should have. They didn't declare it properly. And then we get into all the fuss about the previous investigation that's been carried out by the Prime Minister's own, appointed by him, uh, commi- you know, standards advisor, Lord Guide. Um, and there's basically a, let's, I think we can charitably call it a mismatch between what he told Lord Guide about what he knew about who was funding the refurbishment and what the Electoral Commission were able to find out by looking through his personal WhatsApp messages. Basically, when he told Lord Guide he didn't know who was paying for the flats, of course he couldn't be influenced for it or, or register it. That was a lie. I think that's the technical term. He did know because we've now got proof of messages that he had sent around that time uh, or before that time, which showed quite clearly he knew who was funding it. How serious is this? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, people in his position are normally worried about changing nappies, but actually poor old Boris is, I mean, I think it's very charitable for you to call it a mismatch. I think it's, is it £50,000 a miss that, that that's kind of looking? Oh, I, I mean, w- come on, which of us, Dave, which of us in our daily <laughs> lives has not just got a little bit confused right. about 50 grand coming in, you know, into your coffers or not? I mean, 
Come on, that's small change. I, I found some equally in the lift. Someone had just, you know, Come dropped what? it. I mean, what, well, the thing is, if you drop 50 grand, I mean, down the back of the sofa in the... You know what? You just got out of a cab and yeah. you realise, you've realised, I mean, 50 grand, you, you wouldn't bother getting it back in again, would you? We've all been there. We've yeah. all been there. And I think what the thing about this story that really signifies is it, it's not about the electoral commission. It's not all about yeah. the rules. It's, it's about how seriously this man takes the rules. And on top of the Christmas parties, rules that he put in place, that he's breaking, yeah. it gets to a point where I genuinely think, you know what, and obviously we're never telling anyone to break the law or anything, but actually why should we follow rules if he well, doesn't himself? I've, I've said it's very clear, I'm going to obey all of the new COVID rules, and there will be more, by the way, just so you know, as much as the number 10 advisors do. I, I, I'm sorry, that seems to me to be a perfectly reasonable stance to take. Um, but this is it, I mean, this is a very, I mean, this is a complicated aspect. I think, you know, you can judge by where things play on, you know, Anton Deck on I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, making jokes every single night, or, or, or the memes on social media, you know, we were all locked up. Hospitality was closed down. People cancelled parties, weddings, goodness knows what. But number 10 were having parties pretty much every night, as far as we can gather, and did not care to hoot. And then we found them laughing about it on video. Right. Now, that is really easy to get. This whole electoral commission thing is much more complicated. Um, it involves a lot of people we haven't heard of. You know, Lord Guide. I mean, you know, he could walk in right now and I wouldn't know who mm. he was. Um, but but the, the key thing here is that ostensibly this is actually much more serious because those rules are in place for a very good reason. We don't want our politicians to be given money by very powerful rich people that we don't know about which can give them undue influence. Now, we, even knowing about it, I think it still gives them undue influence. I'm of the view that nobody should be allowed to give more than £5,000 to a political party, an organisation or an individual. I want to take the money out. I think with that American line we're going down, I'm, you know, I'm friends with plenty of uh, you know, millionaire donors to various different political parties. Uh, go, they throw fabulous parties. I just don't think they should be allowed to give that much money to a political party because why are they doing it? I mean, I'm sorry, why are they doing it? Um, so um, I, I, on that front, I, I am concerned anyway. But but the idea that the prime minister should appoint an advisor who he then himself doesn't give full information to. If you've sent WhatsApps, as it is quite clear that he has done because the Electoral Commission has seen the WhatsApps, it's not someone claiming this, where he says he simply doesn't know. He couldn't possibly have made these declarations or been influenced because he didn't know who the donor was. When the WhatsApps, which the Electoral Commission have seen, make it very clear that he had known about this donation. Um, in, in another time, that would be a resigning matter. I think always the litmus test for this for me is if this was in another job and someone was, oh, yes. what what would be the repercussions? You would be out the door quicker than you could get your coat. Yeah. I think that there's no question. Well, it's up there with the MPs and their expense code, yeah. isn't it? Not having to put in any receipts, which they weren't required to. But some of you know, if so, it was fiddling their expenses, everyone mm. else would be out on their ear. And I think this also breathes into this idea of politicians increasingly being out of touch with the people that they're ruling. You know, sort of like 50 grand going mismatch, not yeah. following the rules. I, d I honestly don't feel like we are being governed by people who really... And, and I, I hate to say this as well, not only in the Tories, but like also kind of in the Labour Party, in Lib Dems and stuff. The people that don't really know what goes on in the real world. Yeah, I, I increasingly feel that. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm, I'm of course, oh, I'm metropolitan. Oh, absolutely. You know, fully signed up and 
everything. But but I do, I, I, you know, A, I didn't go to the sort of schools a lot of these people went to. And B, you know, I, I don't mix in those circles in terms of my entire social life. We, you know, we spend, you know, I've got plenty of friends who are police officers and teachers and, and, and you know, working in the Dole office. I mean, you know. I, I just don't I don't come from those sort of rarefied backgrounds where you have no idea. These people have they have never once worried about paying the rent. Well, they've never rented. They were yeah. given a home, didn't they? You know, but they've never once had to worry about. It. They've never they've never this is question, they've never saved up for a holiday. Wow. I, to me, that is the key thing. Holidays has, are always your thing. Holidays is my thing. No, but <laughs> holidays are really important for many, many, many people. It's it's whether they are just in touch with how most people mm. live their lives, and and, and and that's what bothers me. But this is about fundamental honesty, isn't it? The Times front page today is reporting you know, two-thirds of people just basically don't trust the integrity of the Prime Minister. I mean, I'm amazed that it was ever that many. I mean, I say that as someone who's... Look, Boris Johnson, I wanted Boris Johnson in power, so he delivered Brexit. He was the only one who was going to do it. But for me, it was I, I've never held a candle for this man, um, and he knows it. Um, uh, um, but um, in terms of what is most damaging, though, the investigation into the three staff parties, uh, Simon Case, the cabinet secretary, is going to be investigating. But just three parties, not all of the parties. Dominic Cummings was tweeting yesterday. The crucial party is November the 13th. That was a party in Boris Johnson's own flat mm. uh, held, he says, by Carrie Johnson, um, uh, celebrating his departure. Music till the early hours. Um, look, I mean, does anyone doubt whether that party took place? I don't. I'd be very surprised no. if it didn't take place. People are being very specific. We're getting more and more details about the other ones. Also, this December the 18th one, the one everyone was laughing about on that video, uh, we're looking at Jack Doyle, who's the Prime Minister's Director of Communications, not only attended the party, he gave a speech and handed out awards at that party, the one that went on uh, in a drunken fashion until 2am. Is it tenable for him, Ed Oldfield, the man asking the questions in the press conference, is it tenable for them to remain in their jobs? Unfortunately not, because in those positions, if you become the story, that that's it, you're out. That You should never know the names of these totally. people. You, yeah. that, that is their job. And if they can't keep their names out of the press, what what handle yeah. do they have? And also, like with this party, people I heard earlier on that there were Christmas jumpers, there was booze, there was food. It, it's either A, a party, or B, a business meeting. And if it is a business meeting, I want to go to those kind of business <laughs> totally. meetings. Totally. Well, that, that ties in actually wonderfully with the, the new rules uh, on the masks and, and everything else. Uh, working from home from Monday, mask mandate in place from today, unless you have. Uh, an exemption, a small point, which you are able to self-declare if you find wearing masks severely distressing, just to remind people of that. But The Sun have got WFP, not WFH, work from home, but working from pub. How to get around the new COVID rules. Basic bombing new COVID rules mean people can work from the pub with pals from Monday instead of going to the office. Um, this was actually a suggestion from Adam Brooks, who we had on the show, the Essex publican, and frankly, the most one, if you're not following him on social media, um, if you are like me, I have very much anti-lockdown restrictions and uh, and pro-sanity, uh, you really should be because he would just make your day better. Uh, but uh, he says, with the crazy work from home rules, why don't workers unite in making our nation's pubs their offices? And pubs are going to be needing that with all the cancellations. Um, we office Christmas party cancelled here uh, at Talk Radio Towers. I have to say, I wasn't going to go anyway because you required a vaccine passport. So um, that counts me out. Um, I, I, I do actually stick to what I say on air in real life as well. I, I, I don't say anything I don't mean, folks. Um, but um, I mean, I know Rishi, Rishi uh, Shunak, Chancellor, his Christmas drinks on Monday night, they being cancelled people are cancelling parties left right and center um it's already a massive hit to the uh, to the industry the, the hospitality industry uh, but of course concerns about plan b rules in general 
are, are, are also hitting in vaccine passports most people expect them to be extended to hospitality at some point there's going to be a process in parliament tomorrow um, there's a, a backbench rebellion ahead of monday's vote looking like more than 50 backbench tory mps could vote against those measures that means that with a majority of 80 the, the tory party are going to have to rely on opposition votes labor votes to push that measure through for a for a party with um with an 80 majority to have to rely on the opposition to get a measure through, that is dangerous territory, isn't it? It really is. And forgive my ignorance, if it doesn't go through, then does this mean this won't become law? Uh, only the vaccine passports aspect has to be part, has to be voted on. The rest of it, oh, the rest of it, the government can do anything they want. Right. Realistically, they could do it without a vote. They have the emergency pass. They could tell us all to be back in our homes tomorrow without a vote. And there's nothing we can do about it. Wake up, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what is your relationship to the state these days? Um, do you think people realistically are going to obey a lot of these measures? So we're told by Sage very stringent measures will be needed to tackle Omicron. Uh, we're told, you know, that, that um, the NHS is by the prime, the health secretary yesterday wasn't on my show don't know why um, but he said the NHS is at credible risk of being overwhelmed this winter do you think any of that justifies these measures I think the real question is uh, how can you justify telling people to follow these rules if you don't follow your, them yourself and if people do brilliant you know and, and actually that comes from a lot of people being very magnanimous and listening to people sort of saying I'm going to follow it and I'm going to take a hit and I'm not going to get as many people through the door and that's going to affect my business well lots of people think oh, they don't have any choice I mean you know I have to obey the law yeah, because because of my job, lots of people say, "Oh, you don't have to obey the law." Well, actually, a lot of lot of people you know, will get in a lot of trouble, or lose their jobs if they don't obey the law. But that doesn't mean people necessarily support it. I detect right now a very different tone in the country. Yes. Um, also, I detect a lot more scepticism about claims from Sage. I mean, I don't know how wrong and how often uh, an organisation could be wrong about all their predictions about everything before people stop taking them seriously. Sajid Javid by the way saying, and, and we double check, he wasn't saying an, a, a total of a million cases of Omicron, he was saying we could reach a million Omicron cases a day in this country. I mean that is a laughably stupid claim from a very clever man. So why is he making it? I mean we've got to ask ourselves that. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.